G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Right hand side, Adams. Got a step on Illy. In the bottom right corner for three. You can't do oh that! Oh my goodness. Unbelievable from Adams for three. And the lead is six with a minute to play. Joe goes to the bucket, finishes on the dunk. There's 1.1 seconds oh left. My. The greatest Cinderella story in NBL history continues. The fairy tale that no one thought was possible is exactly that. Tazzy are through to their first NBL final series in their first ever season in the NBL. What on earth are we witnessing? This is something, well, it's hard to describe and explain because it is such an underdog story. And you look at the joy and the jubilation. Scott Ruth has been the architect for what these players have been able to do. It's amazing. I don't know what to say other than we continue to defend the island and make the state proud. Yeah, we just did the work and went through the process and never got ahead of ourselves. And when we were two and six, we were close and we felt we were close and we just stuck with it. It's just a credit to these guys. Uh, they just rally around each other, love each other, and uh, it's a special group. I am worried about Sydney. I'm going to enjoy this evening and have a cigar and drink a glass of wine and, and enjoy tomorrow. And we'll worry about Sydney when it's time to get to them and just embrace these guys. It's been a celebration all year for us and we continue. Obviously, the fans have been fantastic. We're coming home. It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing, no matter which way you look at it. What the Tasmania Jack Jumpers are producing, what they have produced, and what they could produce over the coming week as the NBL Grand Final Series kicks off. Thought it was good to touch base with Brent Costello tonight here on the Sporting Capital here on SEN. Matthew Cox filling in for Sam Hargraves, by the way, who you heard in that package apart uh, with Andrew Gaze and also the Jack Jumpers coach, Scotty Roth. The emotion that has been filtering through to get an understanding on how it's been interpreted down on the island. We're lucky to be joined by Brent Costello from Win News. Brent, thanks very much for taking the time to join us this evening. Uh, pleasure, Coxie. Good to talk to you, mate. Likewise. It must be an amazing week down there. Just the vibe at the moment after what occurred on Monday night. It must be extraordinary. It really is. I mean, I'm running out of things to say about this team. Uh, it's just unbelievable to think, you know, where we've started from and where we've got to. Um People talk about it becoming a movie. I'm thankful the NBL has uh, followed the team around for, for a chunk of the year because it's going to be some sort of show to watch back and, and look back on in years to come. So, uh, yeah, look, it, the, the whole state is an absolute buzz. There's no doubt about that. And we just can't wait for tomorrow night. Given that you've been covering sporting-related stories, where does this sit for you? Where does it sit when... Uh... More so from a Tasmanian perspective, because here on the the mainland, if we can just play up to that for a moment, we're obviously saturated here with sporting teams. So to get an understanding of what it would be like down there at the moment, where does it sit in the scheme of things for you? Oh, look, it's right up there almost at one probably because, you know, we don't have a lot of team success here. Obviously, we've won Sheffield Shields before. We've won some one-day titles in the cricket. Um, our WNBL team actually won a title back in the day, which is great. And Launceston Casino City 
won an NBL title uh, as well back in the in the early 80s. But uh, this is obviously a whole new era, um, and the fairy tale behind it all with the, the first season, etc., uh, just takes it to a whole other level. Particularly where we've come from, being two wins and six losses to start the season, to turn it round from there. With a team that, you know, isn't full of superstars, it's fair to say. Um, we don't have the big, huge marquee names like Sydney do with Jalen Adams, etc. Um, so, and Scott Roth was so big from that from the start. He said, I'm happy to give up a little bit on talent to get good people in and have a good culture here. And he's been so big on culture from day one. And look where it's got us to. It's got us to a, a grand final series. So it's just, um, just amazing. He was uh, joined the boys on SEN 1116 breakfast this morning and really played up to that whole culture. And and he was asked the question at one point, how do you know when a a good player is is the right fit for your team? And he goes, it takes one minute or something along those lines. He he goes, if they're talking about court uh, match time and where they're going to play and how long they're going to play for, he didn't want them a part of it. He knew the type of person that he wanted to build the culture, and that seemed to be the focus, to build the culture first and then work out where they were going to go from there. Yeah, spot on. He said exactly that today, that uh, you know he knew straight away when people started talking about, as you say, minutes and court time and roles and, and this sort of thing. He said, yep, yeah, thanks, see you later, and went on to the next one in his book. And, um, and you know, the, the culture thing here is so big, in Tassie particularly too, obviously, People talk of a north-south divide. I think that's a thing a thing of the past a long time ago, to be honest. The Hurricanes have done a really good job as well of embracing the whole state, despite them having Hobart in their name in the cricket I'm talking about, obviously, for those that aren't aware of the Hobart Hurricanes are, but they've played matches in Launceston. But um, for the Jack Jumpers to come in and, and have the Tasmanian name in a competition where it's you know all city-based uh, names, apart from New Zealand, obviously, I think that's been a huge part of it too, and they've been up to the northwest coast, they've been up to Launceston, they took pre-season games up there. Um, so that that's a really important part of the process, I think, making sure all of Tasmania feels included, and uh, and they do. They've got watch parties all over the state tomorrow night, which is absolutely awesome. So take us back to earlier in the season when things were looking a little grim, and even prior to that, there was a story, I think, uh, around before the start of the season that the head coach, Scotty Roth, was actually contemplating whether or not he was going to pursue the, the season with them. Just take us back to the environment that was circling around the Jack Jumpers then, because I don't think it would have had the bandwagon support that it's captured over the last seven days. No, it did. Obviously, it was a really, really shiny new toy, and uh, it's certainly been popular throughout the season. There've been pretty much sold-out crowds uh, all through the season, so it's sort of it's been big here, but it's only sort of starting to come out in the mainland, I guess, in a big way over the last uh, few days with with that unbelievable win. But yeah, right back at the start, uh, yeah, Rocky's made no secret how tough he was doing it. Obviously, his, his wife and daughter, who he's extremely close to over in the United States, and he hadn't seen them. Uh, for 12 months and 18 months respectively, I think it was in the end. And um, he's spoken about being up in, in Launceston for the NBL Blitz. It was a game against Cairns. And I'm pretty sure they won that game on the on the Friday night. And uh, he, he was just in a really bad place. Uh, he, he said he was ready to drive back down the highway and go straight to the airport and, and head home. And, and thankfully, um, I think the borders announcement happened a day or two later. So there was some light at the end of the tunnel and, and Brian Gorgian was a big part of him staying. He, he reached out to him, I think, who had a really good chat to him, Sylvan Brookhouse as well, the CEO of the Jack Jumpers. And, and they managed to convince him to stay, thankfully. Um, and um, and Laurie and, and Danae, his, his wife and daughter, got out here eventually and they were here for um, 
uh, a few weeks, which was great uh, recently, and they've headed back to the United States now. But you can just tell when, once they arrive, uh, it was a big weight off your shoulders. You've also been following them. You've been the courtside announcer for them this season. When did you think it was possible? When did you think that, hang on, there's something special about this group? I think um, the one for me, and I happened to be there coincidentally, was the the first win we had against Melbourne United at John Kane Arena back in early February. Um, To knock off the defending champs on their home floor, uh, I thought, yeah, this is big. And and the Friday night before that game, we beat the Kings at home. Uh, So it was a really big weekend. So I think at that point, I thought, gee, you know, we would have been happy to win, you know, three, four games this year. And that's what Rothy was saying today, you know. That's that's what everyone thought. They'd win a few games and well done, Tassie. You've been in the comp. Have a great year. We'll see you next year kind of thing. But here we are and um, suddenly in a, in a final. But you, you talked about before, Coxie, about the start and the, the journey that they're on. I remember when we were 2-6, and six, a lot of people were getting pretty restless on social media because uh, Rothy was all about defence early and that was his, his mantra, uh, defend the island, obviously, which it still is, but they weren't too focused on the offence side of the game at that point and um, while they were keeping teams to low totals, um, they weren't uh, getting the ball in the hoop as much as they would have liked. So once they fixed that side of the game up too, that's when things started to click as well. It's been, And following it from afar and now obviously getting a lot closer to it given how mainstream it's become over the past week and the romanticism that's attached to it. I can understand it from that perspective but in terms of bringing the whole state together, and a lot's been made, I know, about the links with the, the AFL club and potentially bringing in and how much you'd be able to generate the support. Has that put the full stop on that conversation now, watching the, the state unite over this last little period? A hundred percent. As I said, I think this parochialism thing's a bit of a myth, to be honest. Um, there has certainly been a rivalry in the past, but... Uh, there's no doubt this has united the whole state, as I said earlier. Absolutely no doubt in the world. And I think, um, yeah, that's the other the other point of this whole thing too. The AFL and, and the you know the push for a team here, it's just got to happen now. It really just has to happen because basketball is absolutely thriving here at the moment. Um, there's not enough courts for, for teams to play on. Uh, there's that many participation, or participation numbers are going through the roof. And... Um, yeah, I, I just think if the AFL don't pull the trigger and give us this team, I fear for the game here. Yeah, I really do. Um, you know, one of our um, major clubs here, the Glenorchy Footy Club, last weekend couldn't field a, a reserves team. Uh, they didn't have enough player numbers. So just goes to show the game's in a, a little bit of strife here. That's one of our most successful clubs we've had here in Tasmania, one of the powerhouses. Peter Hudson used to play for the Glenorchy Footy Club. So, yeah, it's 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 got to happen. I think this AFL push now, and I think we've shown that um, we can sustain a team. It's a little bit different, obviously, having an AFL team and an NBL team. Uh, but uh, I think the proof's there that it would work. And just be a shining beacon and give some inspiration and some role models as well. How many jumpers, I reckon, have gone out the door at the merchandise stop this week <laughs> for the jack jumpers? <laughs> you'd, you'd like if you were uh, behind the counter for that. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's, uh, that's the other thing, too. Um, people have really got behind this team as in... I've been over to Melbourne for, for both the, the semi-finals and the plane has been full of Jack Jumper supporters. So not only are people attending games here in Tassie, they're actually making the effort to fly and go to these games on the road as well. Uh, it really has just encaptured the whole state, there's no doubt. That's extraordinary. And How many of those do you think will lead up to, to Sydney for the first game tomorrow night? 
Yeah, I reckon it'll be a few. Yeah, I really do. Um, obviously, it's going to be a really tough series against the Kings. Um, a, a big step up. They've got the three-star imports, of course, uh, Cooks as well, and uh, all these good players, um, Vasilievic. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a whole new ball game now, five-game series, obviously. Um, but, you know, uh, <laughs> I, was, no, I haven't been writing this, this team off uh all year, but a lot of people have, and they just keep proving proving us wrong. Um, they really do. They chip away, they grind, they grit, and uh, they continue to get the results to knock off Melbourne United, as we saw the other night. It was just a, a huge thing, and uh, I wouldn't put it past them to, to knock off the Kings. A lot of people saying it'll be a clean sweep for Sydney, but uh, I wouldn't put it past them to, to at least win a couple, if not the whole thing. Oh, and considering they're the only team in the NBL this year to have beaten every other team, you cannot write that stat off either. That's exactly right. Exactly right. And uh, yeah, won every in every state in Australia, beaten every team. So yeah, hundred percent. They've got to go in with some confidence. There's no doubt about that. We saw Josh Adams the other night absolutely tear it up. Uh, Thirty points for the game, including that clutch three pointer um, with about a minute to go, which pretty much sealed the win. You probably could say. Um, so that's the thing. And, and people talk about uh, this being a new team, but it is a new team. But it's certainly got some finals experience. Clint Stonel's obviously. Won um, some championships with the Perth Wildcats. Uh, Sam McDaniel won a championship with Melbourne United last year. Uh, I know Josh Majet and Josh Adams have had finals experience in the United States. So uh, they're certainly going to pack a punch, I think. What will this do long-term for basketball in Tasmania? You mentioned that there's obviously the sugar hit at the moment and kids have got the basketballs in their hands and maybe taking the shine a little bit off footy. Long-term, though, for basketball in the state of Tassie, it was important, it was vital to get a team down there. To have such early success now, what do you think it will mean for the long-term? Yeah, look, it's just become so popular here. I know um, my wife made a good point. I said this to, to Gary and Tim yesterday morning when I spoke to them that, you know, we go to a family function and normally um, in the winter it's kids kicking the footy in the backyard and summer it's cricket. But uh, the other day it was basketball and soccer they were playing. And that's, uh, if you look around a lot of the schools now, that's what they're playing as well. A lot of kids follow the NBA and follow, follow the NBL now, obviously. So I just think... Um, and back to my earlier point that the AFL has to come in here because they're just going to um, uh, drop off. It, it really is. Um, even someone made a good point on social media um, a weekend or two ago when we were waiting to see if we're going to qualify for the finals between in that Perth Wildcats South East Melbourne game. Richmond and Melbourne were playing that Anzac Day Eve game on the other channel and everyone was tuned in to uh, to the basketball to see what would happen with the Jack Jumpers here in Tassie. Social media, that was all everyone was talking about here that I was following anyway. So... Um, yeah, look, it, it'll go ahead in leaps and bounds. Um, the, the game this weekend, um, all members c- couldn't even get a ticket. Um, there was members that missed out. So I think there's going to be a cap on members next year as well. Uh, so there's some <laughs> tickets available for the general public. So the stadium, um, while it's it's fantastic, it, it can't hold as many people as we'd like. But uh, obviously, um, as you say, it is a bit of a sugar hit at the moment. So you'd think things will die off a little bit down the track. But uh, yeah, it's certainly going beautifully at the moment. Now, I'm going to hope that uh, this isn't like the final series and the NBL takes over the uh, courtside announcer's position. Have you got your spot on the side of the court when the, uh, they do go back down to Tassie for game two? As far as I'm aware, I did last weekend the, the semi-final game two, so uh, I haven't been told otherwise, which is good news. So, yeah, best seat in the house, Coxie, so I'm looking forward to 
to getting back there on, on Sunday afternoon and hopefully calling a Jack Jumpers win would be, it'd be very nice. And you'd want to hope too that their flights, I know they've jetted off to Sydney, I think, uh, this afternoon or this evening. You'd want to hope that their trip back to Tassie isn't what they encountered earlier in the week. <laughs> I felt so sorry for them. I, um, well, thankfully for me, I, I took off very early that morning, so I, I didn't get on their plane uh, because that would have been a hell of a day. Um, knowing you were 20 minutes away from touching down, at home and turning around and going all the way back and then having a further, I think it was six, five to six hours at Melbourne Airport. Uh, not ideal, but as uh, one of the boys said when I spoke to them, you know, it, uh, it's quickly forgotten when you have such a good win the night before. So not ideal, but uh, luckily it wasn't a loss and they had to put up with it after a loss. It might have been quicker to get the boat back down to uh, Tassie the way <laughs> that things were going. But it was also good to hear Scott mention uh, today as well that there was still a crowd despite the, the delay getting back down there, that there was still a crowd to meet them very late uh, on, I think it was Tuesday night when they uh, headed back. So at least that indicates that no matter what, there's going to be support for them. That's it, yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, they've got competitions at the moment about painting the town green. And as I said, watch parties are going to be set up all over the state tomorrow night, all corners. So it really is um, something that's that's got the whole state behind it. And, um, yeah, it's just going to get bigger, bigger and better each year, I think. Well, and hopefully there's a bit of silverware that they can put into a cabinet at the end of this grand final series, whether it goes for the three games or whether it goes the full distance and goes for the journey to five. Brent, appreciate you making some time for us. I know it's been a busy week for you chasing the, the team around and no doubt you've been speaking to a lot of people as well just about the feeling that is down in Tassie at the moment associated with this incredible story that we're all watching from afar over here, enjoying the romanticism of it, but to be part of a state that is experiencing this, I think it would be absolutely extraordinary. Appreciate you sharing that insight with us tonight on the Sporting Capital. No, pleasure, Coxie. Anytime, mate. Good to talk to you. Likewise, and we'll uh, catch your reports on Win News if you're down in that part of the world and no doubt chat again soon. Brent Costello from Win News joining us tonight to chat about the Jack Jumpers. And a reminder, if you're keen on seeing how this NBL Grand Final Series does unfold, SEN will be broadcasting it live uh, over the course of the Grand Final Series. The first two games, Friday night and Sunday, Look for SEN Fanatic through the SEN app. You'll be able to listen to the call live. Wednesday, next Wednesday, the series' third game will be live across the network. So you'll be able to listen in to that third game and then whether it goes the distance or not, we'll have you covered here on SEN. And if you're listening to us tonight down through 1629 SEN Tassie, every game will be live listening down there. So you don't need to reach for your phone. You may do anyway if the the reception's a little bit uh, dodgy if you're uh, in the the rural part of the area, but uh, you'll be able to listen through 1629 SEN Tassie if you're driving around tomorrow night on Sunday or next Wednesday and well as well all games to be live on 1629 SEN Tassie. Time for some of your calls. one 736 Plenty on the agenda. If you want to discuss the media landscape that we were having a chat to Sam Duncan about before, if you want to chat about this NBL Grand Final Series and as well, are you curious about it? We have one eye on it on the top of the two AFL games that are going to be taking place tomorrow night as well. 043981116 or 1300736736. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, 
Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.